0: How many times have I told you not to put a bra in the dryer? It warps. And I'm Zane C. Webber. What what do you think? Do do you think love lasts forever? (laughs) No, but this podcast does. I'm Sebastian. Oh, fuck you. I'm going to Guam. (laughs) And today we are reviewing Hedwig and the Angry Inch, the 2001 musical movie. Starring John Cameron Mitchell, Miriam Shaw, Stephen Trask, Theodore Lazinski, Rob Campbell, Michael Arnov, Andrea Martin, Ben Meyer Goodman, Alberta Wilson, Jean Priz, Michael Pitt, Karen Hines, Max Tolch and Maurice Dean Wint. Okay, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yep. This is a bit of a change of pace from Chicago. This is this is an offbeat musical. Never made it to Broadway, but played off-Broadway for two years. By off-Broadway,
1: that means like the street over, right?
0: No. So Broadway refers to the size of the theatre in Midtown, New York. Yep. So Broadway is over 400 thousand over a thousand seats, I think. Yeah, and then off Broadway is between four hundred and a thousand seats. I okay. think it's to do with the number of seats. Off Off Broadway is theaters in Manhattan, but not uh, in Midtown. Okay, yeah. So this is like a halfway movie, a halfway production. Sorry, like no, no. So there, there's there are theaters that are like literally on Broadway, the street, that are off-Broadway musical-wise because they don't have enough seats. Okay. Yeah, so they're smaller musicals that are off-Broadway. Okay. To be on-Broadway, you need big theatre at the end. That's how that works. Okay. Well, they tried their best. Two years is a good run for an off Broadway. Is it? I have no idea. It's very. It's that's a very good run. That's like probably over seven hundred shows. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah.
1: Okay, so that was that 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 originally, or was the film originally then?
0: No, it was off Broadway first, um, and the musical was actually wasn't based on a book or anything like that. It was actually based on a drag show, a drag performance um, that the composer and the original Hedwig um, basically thought up and they made this character and then he went on stage and started singing songs and in between acting out or telling stories about this character's life and then that eventually turned into Hedwig of the Angry Inch, the, the musical. Okay. Yeah. And even the musical is presented as more of a concert uh, with story than uh, like a true musical. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right, do you have
0: any triv to start us off with? The story depicted in the origin of love. Ugh. The song, the animated part. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So that's actually from Plato's uh, Symposium. So classic Greek text um, about, uh, I think the character is called Aristophanes. Uh, basically says that because the gods were angry at us, they cut us in half, and that's what love is, finding your other half.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, we covered this in school, I think, actually. Oh, yeah.
0: school. Gross. Yeah. Um, A lot of the music was sung, like, semi-live. So the music, the, the band was recorded in studio and then played on set so that uh, John Cameron Mitchell can sang live and then that was mixed into the movie. Uh but for the soundtrack, of course, it was just mixed from studio and etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Anything else of interest in there or anything else of interest in there? You don't have a really faky Sam. No, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I read through the trivia on this thing before and I just got really
0: um underwhelmed. Yeah, there's not a lot. Uh again, because it it's a it's a bit of a cult movie, I guess. So there's a few cameos from the original Hedwig and from the original Yitzhak, uh, but yeah, it's um. I guess you know the when she's in like the diner and she does the the sh- the car wash. That poor old man. Yes, in the musical. There is a seat in the audience, which is designated the car wash seat, and the people who sit there have that done to them. Basically, Hedwig comes down off stage and starts singing, and dancing around them, and does the car wash on their face. So it didn't really play well in the movie, but I, I guess they just really loved that. So, well,
1: the guy no sold it. Yes, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know. Why is this happening to me? Yep. But not even like fear
1: or disgust or anything. Like I for me it was more just stonewall face. Yeah. Like I like, no reaction on uh, British. Like if, I,
0: if I ignore it, it's not happening to me.
1: Yes. <laughs> that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so that that's all the trivia I have. Uh shall we move on to movie babies? I guess so. What is what what, what two films had had babies okay. that is his headwig? This
1: had all the fun of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and all the I hate it so much of Torch Song trilogy.
0: <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> we'll get into it. All right. Okay. Because
1: um, I, I didn't enjoy Torch Torch Song. I can't remember if you remember the review. Yeah. Like, yeah, it really
0: um, grinded my gears
1: in a boring way. And, yeah.
0: I mean, I. it's kind of a Xanadu. Mixed I with- like
1: Xanadu. I wish I got Xanadu from this.
0: Ugh. Ugh. Uh, Xanadu mixed with Rocky Horror for me. I
1: also <laughs> like that. I, I didn't get any of these things from my viewing. <laughs> oh, I wish I did.
0: Yep. So that's 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 my babies. I think those those two give you Hedwig and the Angry Inch.
1: But what was your what was your synopsis? Your tweet synopsis, whatever.
0: The tweet synopsis is: uh, Who knew that uh, the Berlin Wall could. Damage someone so much.
1: I'm not going to blame the Berlin Wall. I'm going to blame the parenting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the mother was a weird character in this one. Um, I just went for a clean cut one here. Uh, A transgender East German migrant uh, tells her story of coming to America and performing in a rock band. Like no frills or anything
0: there. No frills, no no frill tweet nopsis no. That's what Seb's good for. Yeah, just like you want the plot of the movie. Here it is.
1: <laughs> Hashtag needed more Richard Gere.
0: Okay, so obviously you had some problems with the movie. Let's let's go through that. What did you hate?
1: I had things I liked. If you want to be well, positive, we'll to do start that with. afterwards. We did I don't good understand. La- we
0: started with good last time. We <laughs> had. Um, okay,
1: this film started off very badly for me. And it gradually got better, so I will say that it grew on me as time went on. My problem is, so when you watch, say, Rocky Horror, yes, why did that film get its cult status? It was you know fun. People started to sing along with it. They had their in the theaters. They had their stupid little traditions where they throw this and that, like whatever you know.
0: It's also edgy.
1: Yes. Yeah. I felt like when watching Rocky Horror that all that stuff happened organically within the story. The way it was shot and the way it all happened on screen. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to explain why, but I felt like this film was trying to get cult status with a couple of the choices they made in it, but not like organically. like I think Rocky Horror just found its niche. I felt like this film was really trying... To get into there, rather than just being there,
0: can I put a hypothesis forward? I would love to hear it. This started in a drag club, yeah. which is very interactive and like heckly and interacting with the audience and call and response sort of thing. Mm. Very similar to what the like the screenings of Rocky Horror is. Yeah. So I think that I think that maybe what you're picking up is that it has included a lot of that from that original part, um, not that, that original part of its story then and that it's just you don't know what it is so you're only getting one half of that so it but feels unfulfilled. This might be um, true. I don't know that. I don't know that that's what happened. I don't know but that I, – I think that definitely the, the musical definitely does have a cult following. Yeah. Um, particularly in America and New York – uh, but yeah, so I, I think that maybe that that is the the feel that you're picking up on that you feel left out of, maybe. Yeah, maybe, it's possible. The one part that really
1: springs to mind as an example of this was oh, it was they were having a sing along inside of I think it was a caravan and there was a part where they prompt the audience to sing along with them and on the screen comes up the text, the little bouncing head, the telephone yeah. yeah. message. And that for me kinda of funny, like that's fine. But it, I felt like it was the moment with we like, no, no, don't you get it, guys? We're just like those other films you like to have this fun with, just sing along. Like it was
0: rather than letting the audience come to that conclusion themselves. themselves again, they, yeah. that, that's something that happens in the theatre. They, they say you get the words in the programme and they say, okay, everyone sing along, the words are in your programme. Yeah. And like again, yeah, so I think it's, it is, it's a text that without its context, is, it, it seems to, to lack um, and I definitely, the first time I watched this, it was confusing because the first time I watched this was before I was really into musical theatre. So I didn't yep. know much about the history of it and it was just kind of like, I like some of the songs and I like, uh, and the story is kind of weird and, and I was going through sort of a uh, an offbeat Movie like cult movie phase, or so trying to look at those, and that's how I was introduced to it. But yeah, I, I definitely understand what you mean by the like, like kitschy. It felt gimmicks to
1: me. It felt needy. Yeah, like they were okay. like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, yeah, but yeah, love
0: me. That's like, pretty much it. Yeah, like Hedwig.
1: <sighs> yes, but I don't. <laughs> but, but I feel like it was done that way to garner. A different audience rather than to do a parallel to the main character. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a question. This, isn't, this might not be a thing that I hate. It depends on how this answer goes. When Hedwig first met Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Gnosis. Gnosis, yeah. And she gave him the handjob in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Why was she in his house? How did that happen? She I, was babysitting
0: but his little, okay. the the child.
1: I must I must have missed that yeah bit because I was like, wait, I thought they were, I'm so confused like in a share house or not, but no. Okay. No, no,
0: no. Yeah, she was hired as a babysitter for the baby. Okay. Or a nanny for the baby or an au pair or whatever. Okay, I must have cool. just missed the line. Yeah.
1: And the other thing is how, okay, these movies, not all of them. Like we've watched a few that didn't do this. Like when we watched Transamerica, yep. that they didn't really play up too much on the "What do you mean you're a guy?" sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. They had a very accepting uh, group of people in that film. In this film, we have that horrible moment where <laughs> um, the the boy reaches into the, into Hedwig's pants and finds, the, well, in this case, the remnants of a penis. Yeah, I'm awkward as hell because that's what it was meant to be, but. How did he not know that Hedwig was a guy? Like, that's the part that, that, that was the one part I was like, I don't understand how you're confused here. Like, I thought, <laughs> I literally just thought this was a, a gay boy. Yeah, yeah. And then when he was scanned out to not be homosexual,
0: I got so confused. I'm like, wait, how did you not know? Like, this is not. Well, like, you know, I, I think it's just a conceit of the movie that, like, a inexperienced teenager mm, crossed with, like, a maybe less convincing than the story would have you believe uh Hedwig. Yeah. So, I think yeah, a, 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 like an uh a little a little bit leaning to either way of that and it would be forgiven. But again, I think it is it kind of plays on that um uncertainty of sexuality. Yeah. Uh so like I think Hedwig also thought that he knew and then when he was shocked, there was that kind of subtext of like, oh, I thought, I thought we were playing a different game here. Yeah. And then that whole thing playing out as it did. So I, I think it, there's, there's a little bit of comment on the fluidity of either of their sexualities as, as to what was expected and what was going on. And that awkwardness that comes up between them that kind of carries on through the movie. Yeah. Which, by the way... I'm not
1: bagging on the awkwardness. I actually I, I really
0: like that scene.
1: Yeah. I yeah. just wish for these movies that we've watched, this thing has been, this one moment has been played off so many times in them. Yeah. That you, you can literally just call it a trope of this genre. And even though, I don't know, this movie came out, when was it? Like 19. No, 2000, 2001. 2001. Okay. Oh, God, One so. year before Chicago. Oh, there you go. But maybe by its point, it wasn't as overplayed, but. Now it's uh, like I'm gonna, I'll give this film benefit of the doubt because of when it came out. Well, but it's look, just
0: it's, every, it's even in the last two years we've come a long way with how we deal with uh, trans issues yeah. and transitioning and and pronouns and whatever. I think any time before maybe 2010 that you have a trans person in a movie especially a trans person in anything that could be considered a comedy, Mm. you have to have that question answered. Yeah. either In either an awkward way or a funny way or a caring way uh, because the audience wants to know because they don't know how to feel um, about what's going on on screen because if someone cares that's watching the movie whether or not they have transitioned physically and their genitalia is different might make the difference of whether they storm out of the theater yeah. or whether they're like okay I don't like this but it's a fun movie. Yeah. And so I think that is like that's a question that before this last few years needed to be addressed in any transcentric it film. It was
1: answered though in the film like we literally have an entire song dedicated to what the situation was yeah,
0: right yeah but but then it's in a relationship like do, do what happens because it's you know, not I really was, a penis and it's not really a vagina because Hedwig is in this weird middle place yeah what what does that look like okay this actually okay at the very beginning of the film yeah
1: when Hedwig is sharing the bed with the Yitzhak Yitzhak
0: yeah
1: when they they're laying in the spooning together it looked like Hedwig was humping. Yeah. Which then was more more confusing than anything ever than before than when we had the song revealing. There's nothing going on there. And I was so confused well, what the fuck was happening in that scene.
0: I imagine, still does something. Okay. Kind of like scissoring, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But again, it's, it's just kind of like, I think that scene's just meant to illustrate that dynamic that Hedwig and Yitzhak have okay. of kind of like, Hedwig getting what they want, yeah. Or I think it's a she. I, I, I think I think it would go by uh, like Yitzhak. It should be a she. It was
1: a girl, I believe. Right. What Yitzhak was a girl transitioning into a boy.
0: No, Yitzhak is is a drag queen, uh, but it is always played by a woman. Uh, so it's just to further blend kind of all the. Gender play in in the musical, okay. so the character is a is a drag queen, a foreign drag queen, a male drag, a male drag playing queen playing a girl. So that so a man that dresses up as a woman. Yep. And that Hedwig, in order in order to marry Hedwig, made him promise that he wouldn't do drag anymore because Hedwig was worried that. It's never really addressed in the movie. It's addressed in the in the musical. Yeah, was worried that he would be prettier than her and get more attention, and so, uh, so just to be to play around with gender dynamics, Yitzhak is always played by a woman. Okay,
1: yeah. I have two notes about Yitzhak. Okay, and they're both hilarious. Yitzhak to me looks like young John Travolta.
0: <laughs> and well, cer- is that a compliment? No. <laughs> and in
1: certain scenes, legit look like Jared Le- Jared Leto to me.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Because
1: I was like, at first I'm watching, like, I, it's, I knew it wasn't John Travolta, but I like if you squint your eyes, it looked like John Travolta circa during freaking um pop Fiction years.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but then, um, I remember the time that Yitzak goes to leave the band. I was like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely seeing Jared <laughs> Leto now.
0: From yeah, yeah from B- Dallas I mean, Buyers. To be fair, Jared Leto's a pretty feminine looking But man. Travolta isn't necessarily. Not necessarily. He's not like a rugged looking guy no, either. No, but
1: yeah. yeah. Those are my two notes about Yitzhak. I was like, the whole time I'm like, oh, this person looks like so many people I know.
0: Well, I will say that the the woman who played Yitzhak opposite Neil Patrick Harris, when the revival <laughs> yep. of Hedwig came up on Broadway, won the Tony. I
1: was going to say was, the woman who played was John Travolta.
0: <laughs> Wasn't John Travolta. Oh yep. But she also played Hedwig. Uh, At I I think it was at a charity concert or or a charity performance of Hedwig. Okay. Um, So they really kind of play with the gender gender in this show. And I think that's one of the only shows like that. Um, Yeah,
1: because you've mentioned from the productions that you've run, it's very difficult to even get permission to have to do any gender swaps at all if necessary, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, And even so, it's usually putting a man in a dress to be funny. And that's, you know, that's not what Hedwig and the Angry Inch is about. You did the opposite, though, in your last production, didn't you? In the last 24 hours, we put two women um, as gangsters, but their gender never really played into... Yeah, the the story. But you had to get permission to do that, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, yeah we had to write away to the the rights holders and ask if we that was okay.
1: I find that so funny because obviously in the film world, like that's you know you do you do you, buddy.
0: Yeah, but it, with an existing property, you do kind of it's covered in the contract, like whether the writer has final sign off on the script or whatever. Yeah, and it's just kind of like it's just an amateur or an independent production, I should say. Yeah. So yeah.
1: All right, so that was all my quote bad, the, the things that annoy me. But I, there was some stuff I really did enjoy. Good.
0: Well, I don't, I don't have much bad. The movie itself is filthy.
1: <laughs> it's an oh no, it's an ugly production.
0: Like yes. nothing looks good. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is a definite choice. Yeah. Um, and the flow of the movie is isn't always great Yeah, it's clunky. Uh, it does chop and change and some of the scenes it isn't clear whether we're going forward or backward in time uh, but that's my only real gripe I really like this movie um, and I really like Hedwig, the performance of Hedwig by John Cameron Mitchell I think that it's probably one of the best queer performances ever Um, particularly of a trans character. So uh, what are you looking up on your phone right now? Song titles. Stop it. No, you should look up song titles. I know. I know I should. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I guess I will talk while you look that up. Um, My favourite song is, uh, there, there are a lot of good songs in it. Origin of Love is probably the one I listen to the most. That's the one I was looking up. Sugar Daddy is the one that I sing the most though because yeah. it's fun.
1: Original Love was the moment in the movie I was like, "Oh, okay, this isn't shit." <laughs> like that was literally I was like, "Okay, the music's good. I can get behind it." Yeah. Um because I get hung up on the aesthetics and like we said how I the film didn't look good.
0: Yes, yeah. That
1: was a big hang up for me and but then when the music started, I was like, "Oh, this isn't this is a a bit rocky, like uh, the things that we've covered normally, end up being more on um, jazzy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, which is fine. With a different sound, to a different flavor to it, and it was actually a good song. So
0: that was it's the thank easiest. God. It's the easiest song to digest because I think it it takes you away from the reality of what the movie's portraying and into this. Fantasy world of of uh, people being cut in half.
1: Yeah, it was a, the the cartoon style they went with was this weird mix between like the old Beatles cartoons, yes, and right. possibly a little bit of Monty Python.
0: That like, was yeah. a def- definitely a very conscious choice. Yeah, uh, particularly the Beatles. There are so many references to different, different like classic rock groups through this. Because, of course, Hedwig's meant to be this kind of super fan and just kind of learned from listening to the radio and absorbing all this classic music and then becoming what she is uh, and and kind of passing that on to Tommy Gnosis.
1: Jumping ahead, end of the film, when Hedwig is no longer in drag or whatever you'd say. Yeah. Is that Hedwig resigning to the fact that he is a boy? or what? How, uh, the ending think, was really weird, confusing, because then we see, is it Yitzhak? Did we say it? Yitzhak, yeah. Is now definitely a girl. Yeah. In the end as well, which is even more confusing because she actually looks like a girl because she is a girl, and yeah. but he's a boy. And, anyway, I got really lost with this. What does what, what the ending mean for Hedwig? I think Hedwig?
0: the end of the movie is basically him naked or her naked. Yeah. Um, but I think that is more to represent kind of the shedding all the artifice, like the makeup and the hair and the costumes and the shoes. Um, that's all a big part of what Hedwig, the character, is. Mm. And the ending is more about who Hedwig, the person underneath all that artifice that has become such a strong part of her mm. existence, is. Um, so in the show, Neil Patrick Harris, everyone, the, basically the end of the show is them totally naked except for, like, tight leather pants, like shorts. Yeah. Um, and that's how they... Covered in glitter, of course, because it's a musical. Um, and that's how they end the show. Very, the ending is very similar or pays very strong homage to the, to the musical. See,
1: my reading was different. Go ahead. So... Hedwig is. Oh, it's sort of funny. When, when growing up, we see. What was Hedwig's actual name? Because it wasn't actually Hedwig. It was. Bo- whatever, Hedwig. Bo- yeah, yeah, Hedwig. Growing up as a child, abused by the mother, really getting into music, you know, into the American propaganda, all that. Not necessarily seen as either gay or straight while growing up. Correct. Yes.
0: Though he, or when, well, when he's young, has a relationship with an older man. Yes. Yes.
1: Well, kind of. I thought the older man was the father. Wait, what? The older man, we see the relationship when he's young. Wait, do you mean when he was like very young? Or? No,
0: no, no, no. The, uh, the American.
1: The African-American guy? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. That was the first moment where, where given the idea that young Hedwig might be homosexual. Yeah. So goes through to get him back, needs to have the operation to get him into the States. And he yeah. does that. I didn't read the operation necessarily as Hedwig wanting to be with this man I, because his entire story up to that point was wanting to be out of Berlin in, in America. Correct. Yeah. So I always saw the sex change step not as a step for sexual, sexual purposes but as, as... Practicality. Yeah, I need to do this to not be here. Yep. So then he goes through and he has this relationship with this man in the army that goes south and he is left, well, she is left. Yes? Yeah. And then we get the rest of the story where she meets up with um, Johnny, was it?
0: Gnosis, yep. Yep. Tommy Gnosis. Tommy, sorry, yes.
1: And at the very end when it was all stripped back and back to a male.
0: Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's particularly male. I think Hedwig is uh, definitely kind of played in this in-between. David Bowie sort of area? Well, gender fluid. Yeah. Because... Because of the botched operation, even her physical form is neither male nor female. Yep. And so it's really kind of like when you strip everything back, this is who I am. Yep. And that's kind of the be all and end all without putting a label on it.
1: See how I read it was. So, Hedwig did all these things to get what they wanted, and then they kind of got not tricked, but roped into a, this certain situation. Loss of identity and then carried forward as Hedwig as opposed to as whatever her first name was.
0: I cannot find it anywhere. Let's call
1: him Tim. doesn't really matter. But Tim is now Hedwig, yeah? Yes. I saw at the very end, after everything had gone down and Hedwig had finally hit rock bottom, then finally able to revert back to her initial state as, like a better word, Tim. And that was it. So it was while young and being, you know, very influential, so being very easily influenced, was, yeah, taken for a ride and it took all this time due to, like, the bad upbringing with the mother and, you know, wanting to escape to America to get out of Berlin and everything. I took it as that was the final the point where Hayley was able to step out of that f- persona that she had created for herself. Yeah, I, I think So that's that's how
0: I. Read I think they're slight like, variations on each other. Yeah. And I think they're both valid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, like it is very symbolic. You know, like there's not, a lot of play about the makeup
1: as well, which Hansel. Is is Hansel's name. Yeah. I could have guessed that if I decided not <laughs> to go with uh, Tim, yeah. but there's a lot of play about makeup as well, and like you know, forging a false identities. Yeah. And even the story of trying to prove to the world that she wrote all the songs um, that Gnosis was singing. Like, I'm, this isn't really me. It was me. Like, it's trying to reveal themselves. Like, the whole, there were so many motifs about trying to show one's true self that at the very end, having all the makeup stripped off and everything and being like, okay, this is actually who I am. I'm not the person that I was brought over into America as. Yeah. Means to an end sort of thing. And I, that's how I read that. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Could be wrong. Don't care. Do care a little bit. I need to know. I need to
0: know. You're wrong. No, I'm not Ian. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you don't need to know. No, I need to know that I'm right. You want to know that you're right. Yeah, I need to know yeah, that I'm right. Good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so "Origin of Love" was your favorite song. Yes. Yeah. Um, like I said, that final scene's really strong, but I also, I also really like the confrontation scene between Hedwig and and Tommy. Um, just because in, in it the limo, is,
1: or pardon. oh, I know it's the one. You mean the one with the when they were starting off, not the one in the limousine.
0: Yes, yep. the the one basically where he feels her inch yep, and then runs away and becomes successful. Um, Going
1: into this movie, I was very curious of the title. It was a strange <laughs> title. And then that one song hit and I'm like, oh. Oh, I see. Because they mentioned the name of the band is The Angry Inch. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just like this is Spinal Tap, you know. Like, oh, I get it. <laughs> And then the song hit and I'm like oh no it's not
0: just a, the name of the band. <laughs>
1: oh what
0: a weird movie name. What a weird movie name. Yep, uh drag is great and you get a lot of weird stuff coming out of it so especially like uh in New York. So yeah, uh, well are you Will you happy to move on? Want to move on?
1: I think so. It wasn't a very long movie. It was like an hour and a half. Yeah. It was very short. But I will say its pacing made it feel a lot longer to me.
0: It, it's choppy. Yeah. I'll say that. Um I don't and I think that that was my only criticism is the is the kind of chopping and changing of the of the story. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I like it. I like this movie. It is it's It's not one of my it's go-to favourite movies mm. but every time I watch it I really like it um, and it's something that I, I recommend to a lot of people uh, because I think it is a really interesting movie regardless of any politics that you have mm. uh, around trans people or musical theatre. Um, it's, I think it's definitely something that musical theatre fans should see if they haven't because it's so different and its origin story is so Interesting uh, that uh, I think it's it's a definite necessary part of any musical theater and definitely musical theater film education. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think the uh, Hedwig is just one of the best queer characters in cinema, and this particular performance by John Cameron Mitchell is uh, almost flawless. Uh, for what it is. So that's that's another strong yes from Zane. It's almost like I suggested these movies to go on the list. It is almost like you did. (laughs) I have to talk myself through mine
1: because I'm not sure where this is going to land. The movie has an interesting story to tell. It has a nice message to give. The music isn't that bad. But the movie itself as a film, is a fucking mess. And that really (laughs) upsets me. And it's hard for me to say, hey, come watch this very averagely made movie. Well written, yes. Well acted, yes. But just the production standards on this film are insulting to film. Like, there should not be TV shows made from five years before this film came out that look better. Like, that just should not be the case. And... When recommending a film, it just, it, it's tough. I'm going to say it functions better as a soundtrack. <sighs> what? Because the same story that we got from this film, we've reviewed films that have the exact same damn message in them. Go watch Transamerica. Like that was a nice one. <laughs> they're, they're wrong. Yeah, this movie true. is more exciting than Transamerica, but Transamerica tells the story better Tells it in a deeper way, and honestly,
0: it doesn't. In it doesn't America lampoon is a, a little is bit. It's a gentler movie. Yes,
1: yeah. and I think that if you're trying to walk someone through this kind of source material, there are much better ways to go. Even okay, I, I mentioned it in my movie babies, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. That doesn't really touch on the exact same community. Well, I mean, I guess it kind of does as one of the characters, but it's not really—it's yeah. not really a feature piece of the film, though. It's just, hes just no. one of the characters. Um, but even it—it it doesn't want to alienate part of the audience in the way that it's done, and at least it's told in a coherent way. So I think for the kind of film that this film is trying to be, there are much better options out there. And hell, I just checked Spotify has their entire soundtrack on it so you can get all the best bits for free, or for 99 cents a month, guys, not sponsored.
0: I will say that the soundtrack without the movie is nonsensical. Yep, that's fair. <laughs>
1: but but there is genres for everyone. So I'm sure if, if, yeah, people may enjoy it. Um, also, but then it's such a short movie as well. It's hard to be like, don't waste your time with it because it's not even much of a waste of time. No, I'm so, um, no, I'm saying no, but it's not because the story is bad, the acting is bad, or the music is bad. It's just because as a production, it really infuriates me that it was such a messily made film. And if you want a nice, more concise story, go watch Transamerica and just play some music in the background. And you'll make it work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, okay. I can see what you're saying. I think, I think Transamerica in this movie are very different in what they were trying to get across. I think Hedwig has a lot to say about, uh, like Eastern European that that kind of political situation yep. and the exploitation of of like American or that America kind of took part in over there. Um, mm. I think that is something that is touched on a lot more, whereas Trans America is really just about interpersonal relationships yes. and in regards to uh actual transitioning, whereas the actual transition doesn't really play much of a role in the in the story of Hedwig. It's it's more about more about like uh rock and political identity yeah. and kind of playing around with what that actually means. Yeah. So I accept your no. This was always kind of like a, I don't know what you'll think about this. Well, I think it's worth, don't
1: listen to my recommendation. Listen to the review I've given before the recommendation. Like that's everything yeah. here. It's yeah. not just a yes or a no that should matter to everyone. It's why I got there.
0: But also my yes should mean more than Seb's no. So, go <laughs> this is like Animal know. File. My yes <laughs> is more equal than your yes. Answer. my yes is more equal than your no. Uh, so I think I'm going to do a spin off from this one. Can you let me know what character you plan on covering?
1: That way I can not sabotage you too badly.
0: I don't know yet. I was going to pick depending on what you try to sabotage me with. Are you going for comedy? Uh, Probably. Probably I would. Okay. So
1: um, it's all based around the Winter Olympics. Okay. In Moscow. All right. And... To fill in. Oh, we didn't mention why Alex wasn't here this week. He's still at his wedding thing, guys. Shut up. Um, (laughs) Also dead. I got another letter. So many letters. Which
0: leads me to believe that his first letter was a forgery.
1: Yeah. So, Winter Olympics in Moscow. (laughs) And Alex would also like it to be set around the world's best hot chocolate.
0: All right. I'm not, that's not me doing this. (laughs) Karen Hines. Which one was Karen again? Tommy's Publicist. The Publicist. Now, there are musical acts that are booked for the Winter Olympics in Moscow, (laughs) um, which don't exist. Can we just do the Sochi ones that happened four years ago? Nope. (laughs) All right. Um, And basically, this is a, a farcical comedy about making fun of when in Russia.
1: I picked Russia for a really good reason (laughs) here, Zane.
0: Yeah, good. Um, And so it is basically a farce leading up to kind of a particular integral performance of Tommy's band, which the best hot chocolate in the world... Is represented at a some sort of hot chocolate food truck. Yep. And then someone spills a cup of it on a speaker. Oh no. Leading to some sort of massive chain reaction and the whole stadium is electrocuted and dies. Death. Except whoa,
1: whoa. Death by Chocolate.
0: Karen Hines. Oh. And it's called Death by Chocolate. You're welcome. Saved it. I hate that title. You have to use it. Good. But I would use it. <laughs> Although it gives away the ending, like majorly. <laughs> you don't know where the chocolate's going to come from. Probably the world's best hot chocolate, Zane.
1: you have to have so many
0: chocolate red herrings in on this film. <laughs> All right. Good. Hedwig, we did it. Hooray. Now, next week.
1: Next week? Are we still recording? Oh, God. We're still recording. Thank God. Sorry, you gave me me the cut look and I got confused. Um, We're going to the movies Mm. to watch one of my favourite books come to life in a Steven Spielberg film, watching Ready Player One.
0: I'm not excited. I am very cautiously optimistic.
1: (laughs) And then I believe unless the dates have been changed, which I'm probably going to ruin it now, I think the week after we're going to the cinemas again to watch the... Uh, the new X Men film, the New Mutants, Mutants, the one that's been pitched like a horror film. Yeah. Then Avengers one and two after that to bring us into Avengers three the week after that and then we're back
0: at the cinemas again for so fucking all solo superheroes all the time. No more Tarantino, no more Mel Brooks, no more musicals. Just all superheroes forevermore. We have
1: like four Baz Luhrmann films we're doing later, or three or four of them later. Like that's
0: right, we do. I regret nothing.
1: I regret everything because I really hate Moulin Rouge.
0: No, but strictly boring, So I good. haven't seen it. You'll see.
1: I've seen Romeo and Juliet, You'll and I see also how good it is. remember hating that.
0: All right, so we're seeing Ready Player One next week. Yep. Kaching. I don't know why I made that noise, but it's good. And Alex should be back then. And unless that... his lady wife, maybe she's already killed him, and she's been sending. I'm me trying letters. to work out
1: by that release if we'll be married or not. It's his Bucks night next, this, this week. As of this recording, is this week.
0: I'll Actually, trust you. I don't know when no, it is or when this is going on. No, out.
1: as of this recording, it's last week. Oh, if you're no. listening to this, one of us might be dead for realsies this time.
0: It won't be me. It, be, uh, not, it might be me.
1: One of us being Alex and myself. I mean, like, you also might be dead. I'm not going to stop true. you. It's
0: true. Every day is a gamble with Zane.
1: Yep. All right. Well, thanks for the podcast. People, you did it.
0: Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. So if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com. Or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always I've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash secondtake. Is that right? Sure. Yeah, yeah sure. That yeah. one. Or Second Take Podcast, you you find it. Yeah. And Twitter at Second Take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, We actually have no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though, that are funny. There, were, there was a, quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively...
0: Um, go to that's not kind of dot com, which is the mothership for all of the other, po- all of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. <sighs> and maybe just one day there'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts. There. Yeah. Where we just talk.